This podcast was first broadcast on 92.6 FM Radio Verulam. Go to radioverulam.com to find more Environment Matters podcasts and if you enjoy what we do, to find out how you can support the station, which is run entirely by volunteers. I hope you enjoy the podcast. Welcome to Environment Matters with me, Amanda Yorworth. Environment Matters is the show that brings you news on issues of sustainability and the environment from around St Albans and from further afield. Now, if you're thinking about amazing animals, swifts have to be up there. The boomerang-shaped birds that we see wheeling around our summer skies barely ever touch the ground. So just think about that. That means that they eat on the wing, they sleep on the wing, they bath on the wing, they even mate on the wing. And whilst peregrine falcons like those nesting on the Abbey Tower might be able to dive faster, swifts can lay claim to being the fastest birds in level flight with an impressive top speed of 69 miles an hour. After spending their winter in Africa, swifts migrate three and a half thousand miles twice a year, stopping off to refuel in places like Portugal and France along the way. They pair for life and they return to the same site each year for a little more nest renovation before laying and incubating their eggs. Unfortunately, numbers of these amazing birds have plummeted in recent years, resulting in them being placed on the red list in the 2021 UK Conservation Status Report. Now, red is the highest conservation priority. Species on this list, like swifts, are globally threatened with big declines in breeding populations and rangers. And that's why swifts urgently need our help. The good news is that the community wildlife group Wilderhood Watch are taking swift action. They've got together with the help of St Albans Bid and the Hearts and Middlesex Wildlife Trust to provide much-needed nest box for swifts in St Albans Town Centre and they're hoping that more residents groups will follow suit. Let's hear from Nadia. Nadia, thank you so much for, for joining me. So, Swifts, lovely birds fly very fast, that sort of um, uh, boomerang-shaped appearance, struggling though at the minute. Where do they normally nest? Where, where, would they, where have they nested historically? Right. So historically, they love tall buildings um, with little crevices so that they can they can basically nest in there. I think um, before before that, obviously, there weren't always humans and they're actually a really ancient bird. Um, so they would have um, nested on cliff tops and things like that. But um, since humans have arrived, they've evolved with them. And so now they tend to look for buildings to nest in. Right. Okay. And do, do they still do that or is that becoming harder for them to do? Well, it's becoming harder for them to do because our buildings are so well sealed these days. And then, of course, you have renovations going on like loft um, loft extensions and that sort of thing. And, of course, then you don't have those little holes in the eaves and things that they can nest in anymore. So, right. Uh, yes. <laughs> right. So the, the places they traditionally nest are, are gradually disappearing. Okay. So... For for most birds, nest boxes are quite a nice, simple thing. Um, now, swift nest boxes are very different, aren't they? Can you tell us what they are like? Right. Well, I mean, they're, they're similar in that they're they're basically just um, little oblong um, boxes made up 
out of either wood or wood stone, um, which is a little bit more durable. Um, that's a combination of cement and wood. So those are the ones we've specifically put on the buildings in the town centre. Um, and they have little entrance holes. You can either have them on the side, so the, the swift kind of crash lands almost just comes straight in um, through the front, or they can actually come in through the bottom of the nest box. We have both sorts up in the city centre. Right. And and your preferred ones, the more durable ones, yes. ju- just tell us how much they weigh, because these, these aren't your little flimsy boxes, no. are they? No, they're six kilos. So, yes, they, they need a very sturdy mounting plate. And, and the other thing about them is that you really need um, – they're better to put on more modern buildings that have the modern bricks. Um, they're not, they're not going to work quite so well on a Victorian building. Right. They need something really, really sturdy to fix to there. Now, how many nest boxes um, have you put up around the town centre? Right. Well, overall, we have 30. And um, this is because of um, very, it's the bid. So basically, um, the business district in St. Albans, um, they came together and they gave us enough money to buy 30 nest boxes. So huge thank you to them. So um, yes, so we have 30. At the moment, we've put up, oh dear, I'll have to do a quick calculation. We've put up 11 on the Civic Centre. And we've put up six on St. Albans Law. And um, we will, when we get a cherry picker, put up another four there, and then we've got another nine to put somewhere else. So that's where we're at at the moment. Okay. And and do you have anywhere that they will go? Or perhaps if it was somebody perhaps who'd got a business or a house in the city centre was thinking, oh, I could help with that. <laughs> would, would you be open to suggestions? Yes, that would be good. Well, so, uh, what we'd like at the moment is, is some, somewhere with a lovely tall building um, with a nice north or west face because that's what they like Um, and also the wall needs to be um, further enough away from any obstruction for example a a tall tree or another tall building or maybe a power line so that the swift has a really direct route into the nest Um, and it would need to be um, nice and close to SA Law because um, what we'll do is we'll hire a cherry picker, which of course costs a little bit of money, and then we'll put up those four on SA Law and then a building close by at the same time. Okay. Yeah. So so even the installation, as you say, not necessarily easy. Actually needs a cherry picker to get this super heavy nest box right to where it needs so that somebody can fix the nest box on really sturdily. The complexity doesn't finish there though, does it? How do the Swifts find the nest boxes? It's it's a bit more complicated, isn't it? It is, because it can, unfortunately, it can take years for the Swifts to find the nest boxes. And obviously, we want to find them, we want them to find them faster than that. So what we have put up is little, now this this is actually, I must also say, Wilder St. Albans, Heidi and Tim, Wilder St. Albans have been fantastic, because this was on their advice. Um, they also went around the town, by the way, I should add, and um, found the site for us um, so that we knew exactly where to fit nest boxes and they also said to us what you need are PA systems so what they are they're tiny little speakers that you basically put up beside the boxes and they're playing swift calls so for a few hours in the morning and a few hours in the evening and we do that to entice the swifts to the boxes so they know they're there. And has this been done in other places? Is this a standard way of enticing your Swifts in? Yes, yeah. Um, 
obviously there's been a lot of research done on it and it has been shown that if you have these PA systems playing the swift calls, the swifts will indeed find the nests quicker than they would have if the if the calls hadn't been played. And it also gets oh, I guess I've been learning all about it. It's been it's been um, a real learning curve for me that actually there, there are three points when you're to play these these sounds. There's the first, apparently there's the first wave of migration. And then they have another one kind of slightly um, slightly further on in June. So the first wave is more May. And then in July it's very good to play them again because you have young swifts flying around, about ready to fly back to sub-Saharan Africa. But in the meantime, they're looking for nest boxes for the following year. So it's quite good to play them then. Wow, they really think ahead to oh these swifts, don't they? It's so complicated. <laughs> well, it has been. I have found it really rather lovely. Walking around the back of the Civic Centre, near where the car park is, and I think you must have a swift box up there because you do you get that. It's a lovely, shrill call, isn't it? It, it does. Uh, it, it must be that. It's not the swift there. It's just the sand, which is, which is lovely. And I do hope that some swift does, does hear that. So the big question is, um, as you said, there's lots of opportunities for the swift to find these boxes, but are there any swift actually in the boxes yet right I don't think there are I did have a look the other day because um, somebody cited a lot of Swifts just kind of looking at the boxes at the back of the Civic Centre and we got really excited but as far as we know no they haven't nested there yet um, I think unfortunately we we didn't get them up we thought we'd got there just in time, but I think we were slightly late, really. If we'd been able to put them up a little bit earlier, it would have been better. So I think, really, we'll have more luck next year. Right. But as you say, actually, it's good that they're there now because the Swifts are already, hopefully, eyeing them up ready for next year. I do need to add, actually, a big thank you to Wilderhood Watch members because they, they've they actually put money towards, well, in fact, they've paid for all the PA systems and they've also paid for the cherry picker that we're going to need for the, for the, rest, of the, for the rest of the Swift boxes. And also, I just wanted to add that um, we're using this to, to launch our Wildwood Watch Streets Swift project. So what we're hoping is that people on the streets are going to get together and they're going to um, put Swift boxes up on their houses um, because at Swifts they love to nest in colonies so it's much better rather than just one person putting up one Swift box if a whole street puts up Swift boxes it's much more likely you'll see the birds. Okay and yeah. and you could do that from a ladder rather than a cherry picker? Oh, yeah, def- definitely well, they need to be um, you need you do need a nice tall face to your house um, and as I said earlier north or east facing um, and yes, they need to be at least five meters off the ground. So, so a nice tall house will do it. Um, we're really hopeful that maybe um, the Bernard's Heath Wildwood Watch Streets will get together and do that because um, just about to consider maybe putting up a few more on um, St Saviour's Church because St Saviour's Church already has Swift, so they've got a nice little colony there. We're thinking we could help them out with a few nest boxes. Well, that sounds fantastic, doesn't it? Wouldn't it be lovely if there was a few more Swifts there and then gradually a few more around the district? Well, it's good to hear that you're helping these extremely beautiful birds that are are struggling at the moment. Nadia, thank you so much for telling us about that. Thank you, Amanda, and thank you for inviting me. 
I was talking there to Nadia Bishara of the Wilderhood Watch Community Group. Check out their Wilderhood Watch website for more information about the Swift Action Project, but also about all the other Wilderhood Watch projects. And you'll find Nadia talking to me about some of those projects like toad roads and glyphosate-free streets on the podcast page of RadioVerulam.com. Now, as Nadia said, it would be great if you and your neighbours could put up swift boxes as well. It's not so easy, like she explained, but you really would be helping a truly amazing bird. Now, as it came as a surprise to me that the best time to put up nest boxes for all birds is not in the spring when the birds are nesting, but in fact in the autumn. The RSPB say that many birds will enter nest boxes during the autumn and winter looking for a suitable place to roost or or perhaps even to feed. And they often use the same boxes for nesting the following spring. So you could be looking for or even making nest boxes for your garden or outdoor space right now, ready for birds to start looking into in the autumn. Now, if you go to the RSPB website, they've got a nice, easy nest box plan that you can make from just one plank of wood and a few nails. Plus, they've got a lot of advice on what kind of nest box would suit which bird, where you should site it and at what height. It's a lot more complicated than I thought. Now, I've never had much luck with nest boxes, so I've, uh, I think that I'm going to have to make sure that I read up on this before my next attempt to try and get it right this time. And a tip from me, even though I do keep getting things wrong, is to make sure that the top of your nest box is secured against predators. I had a lovely family of blue tits tweeting away in a nest box near my house. Next thing I knew, the lid was ripped off, the nesting material was on the floor and the blue tits were nowhere to be seen. Now, I don't know if it was a cat or a magpie or perhaps a squirrel, but it was really sad to see all that carefully collected moss and all those tiny little feathers and the babies gone. Whilst lack of nesting sites is one cause of decline in swift numbers, lack of insects in the air for food is thought to be another big factor. Now again, this is something that we can all help with. Having a pond in your garden will help all sorts of wildlife, especially in hot weather, and it can be a great source of little flies for airborne predators, just like swifts and bats. Then there's the old favourite, leaving a bit of your garden to go wild. Well, I think it's great that we can now save ourselves all that work and say, well, not that we couldn't be bothered with all that mowing and trimming, but that we've carefully left that part of the garden for wildlife. And then there's pesticides, pesticides of any sort. There's plenty of absolutely beautiful organic gardens which show that we don't need pesticides to keep our spaces beautiful. Insecticides, well, just what it says on the tin, they kill insects. And those insects could be prey for other insects or other animals and natural predators. And with encouragement, these natural predators will keep things in balance. So less pesticides means more insects and more insects is great for swift. And finally, if you've got the space, a tree or a hedge is a great help for insect populations. I remember going on a bat walk on Harpenden Common and the pipistrelle bats there were feasting on the flies that were attracted to the flowers of the hawthorn trees at dusk. And hawthorn trees are great, but, well, any native tree will provide a home for insects. Whilst the summer is not a good time to plant a tree, later in the autumn when the ground is warm and damp, well that's perfect. And any time of course is good to be looking around at trees in other people's gardens or in parks. 
things that you like and to be researching which tree will be right for your space. Trees are a really long-term investment, so it's well worth doing that research and making sure you get it right. And if you are interested in making your garden, well, not just better for flying insects, but also for hedgehogs, beetles, amphibians, wildflowers, butterflies, everything else, then check out the Wildlife Garden Champions project on the Wilderhood Watch website. Now, you might remember that Nadia Bashara joined me to explain how the Wilderhood Watch has got together with Wilder St. Albans to train up wildlife garden champions who... Well, if you live near to or on a Wilderhood Watch street, we'll come to your garden, they'll survey it, and then they'll give you some free advice on all the things that you can do to make your garden better for wildlife, including for those all-important flying insects for swifts. I, for one, would absolutely love to see swifts thriving around here, and with our help, well, they really can. It's always good to hear about your wildlife projects. I'm on Twitter at RV underscore environment. The Facebook page is Environment Matters on RadioVerulam.com and you can email Amanda at RadioVerulam.com. I'll be back at the same time next week, but until then, thank you for listening.